Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode 65. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, a man who's looking a little like Tom Brady these days. Yeah, that's right, Jason. <laughs> look, look that that haircut. It's it's very it Brady esque. I was called Macklemore the other day. Oh yeah, it is kind of Macklemore. Damn it. Oh uh, well, he's Jason Solanez. Well, Randy, uh, there's a guy with a beard that offered to do my hair. He says he does like regular white boy hair too, but he has a okay. magnificent beard, and I can't imagine him doing anything but that. Yeah, because beards take a lot of like effort and time. Dude, to... and his looks. I don't know if it's like some crazy dye thing that he uses. But it looks like it's just a solid piece. Instead of like literally made of hairs, it looks like he latches that shit onto his face. It's like one thing every day. Like it's like the whole like beard the whole is beard one is piece. like like if you had a plastic fake beard and you just shoved it onto your face and it stuck on. That's the guy's fucking beard. We need to get that guy on the podcast. Yeah, we need to get that guy. You know those uh those. Oh God! That you can strap on. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he can just mold his beard into a. The accommodator, yeah. I think, is what it's called. <laughs> How do you know that, Randy? <laughs> just, just you know, just things I know. I think it was an HQ trivia question the other day. And now some insight to Randy Ojeda. <laughs> Our guests on this episode, live from the 30A Songwriters Festival in Pensacola, Florida, up in the Panhandle. Our intern Kasha met up with Lily Hyatt, the daughter of John Hyatt, and Gary Loris from the Jayhawks for some fun conversations. Kasha, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about 30A Songwriters Festival. How was that? How was that experience? Um, I, I wasn't out much. It was freezing cold. Okay, um, freezing cold for Florida, though. Yeah, so. freezing for Floridian, yes. Yes. Um, everyone was huddled next to like the restaurant heaters. Everyone yeah. was trying to keep warm and... Um, I was in a hotel most of the time, so okay. <laughs> that's As- about it. <laughs> Aside from Lily Hyatt and Gary Loris, uh, who else did you get to check out at the festival? Um, I saw the zombies. Of course. Yes, and um, some people I don't remember names. <laughs> you, gosh, you're supposed to remember all these names. <laughs> don't remember everything. I, I just know. was sitting and listening. and. Yeah. But it seemed like a pretty cool festival. Like, there was a lot of great artists on the bill. Yeah, but the problem was Gary Loris and Rhett Miller were like scheduled like at the same time. So oh, I had so to you had choose to make a one. Sophie's choice. So you didn't see Rhett Miller? No, I missed oh, him. Rhett Miller, come back on the come come on the show. Come back. Yeah, yeah, come back here and come on the show. <laughs> come back. Yeah. Come to Florida. But uh it sounds sounds like some you had you had a pretty fun time over there in, in Pensacola. Yeah, Would you go back next year? Oh I'll, I'll go fun. I'll go. It's fun. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it again next year. But for now, interviews with Lily Hyatt and Gary Loris. Uh, check it out. So here it is, episode number Kasha and we're sitting here with Lily Hyatt. Um, she had her set this morning and yesterday at the 30A Songwriting Festival. And so, how do you like Florida? I love Florida and I wish that I could stay here for two more weeks. <laughs> it's beautiful. All right, you can you can stay in my house. I mean, okay, uh, Tampa Bay. 
Yeah. You might see me then. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, also, I mean, this year seems pretty huge for you. I mean, coming up after your Trinity Lane, because that's a pretty big album. I, you know, I see because I really got into your music through that album. Thank you so much for saying that. And yeah, it's awesome to see you and your mom. And yeah, I think you'll be a busy year. Things are, are growing steadily. So it's good. That's how it's been always for me. So I'm happy to be busy. There's a lot of things I relate in the album, especially um, it seems like you've been through a lot personally and like growing up kind of and like learning how to love yourself. I think there's a lot of elements. Yeah, I mean, I just wrote that after a very introspective period of life. So, um, you know, I I use the writing like I always do, like as a way to just kind of um, unfurl some stuff going on and also like translate some observations about things about myself, but also about like stuff I'd seen on the road or in my neighborhood. And, um, and yeah, so it was a very healing time writing those songs and um, that's kind of how I, and listening to a lot of music too while I was doing it. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, um, like, cause you've already had two albums. Do you think this album, like you kind of sorted things out? Like you kind of found your voice in it? I hope so. I mean, you know, I feel like I'm always looking to be a better writer. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that that will always be an ever evolving thing but um I do feel like um in this record I kind of zoned in a little more on how to say things in a little bit of a more upfront fashion which has always been harder for me in the past so I don't know I don't know if I'll keep doing that or if I'll go back to a ton of abstract stuff or what but um but it has it, it felt like a very guard down album to me so yeah it's, it's definitely what I felt and I, that's my favorite kind of stuff honest stuff honest right. stuff is always yeah no I'm that's awesome and I'm glad to hear I'm kind of like interested because you know you've been a you know Denver and like you've been all these places like it kind of started slow it took a while to get your career going like how do you feel like do you feel bad that it took so long um you know I don't because Everything that happened has been a necessary step to getting where I'm at. So I've lived a lot of life and um, definitely put in a lot of work. And I mean, I'm still trying to get my career going. It feels in motion, but it's always, you know, a build. So to a place where you're comfortable I don't know if I'll ever be comfortable. You know what I mean? Because it's like I'm always looking for the for the next thing. But that being said, I'm trying really hard. Like it's very important to me to be satisfied with what's at hand because I mean, it's really all you've got. So it's nice to enjoy what's in front of you. Were you always like into music? Like, is that something you were a hundred percent on already from early age? Yeah. It's always been what I've done. So um, I really don't know how to do anything else very well. So I'm, I've, I just have to do this because it's, um, it's the most fulfilling thing in my life. If I'm not doing that, I'm a very unhappy person. 
I I, I want to talk to you about like Nashville and like kind of going back, you know, home from all those years of traveling and stuff. On stage, you said like a transitional like timing, like it's kind of your little spot of developing and you know you're looking for the future and like a bigger picture kind of a meaning, you know. I think Nashville, I do feel really grounded in Nashville for a multitude of reasons. Um, there are a lot of very hardworking people there. I'm very rooted there because where my family is, where I grew up. And um, so that's very grounding for me to be around people I love really dearly. Um, yeah, it's just home. And I've watched it change, change a billion times. And I've changed a lot with it. And so... Um, and it's just inspiring. People are really um, giving their everything there. And, you know, I'll fantasize about living other places like going to New Mexico or living by the ocean, which is a dream. And I hope that, you know, I I do some of those things in life. But that being said, like Nashville is a great base. And I think I'll always, whether I'm there all the time or not, like, that'll be my city that you know it's my city so but you know I I also get that feeling that music city and I was wondering like do you see like other like famous musicians walking around sometimes or yeah you do and you kind of forget that it me it's a big deal I mean unless it's like when it's Jack White it's like all right holy crap you know but um I mean, they're around. They're just around. I worked at Whole Foods for a really long time, and I saw a lot of famous people come into Whole Foods. <laughs> like who? Um, well, one that I was really excited about because he is a teen heartthrob is Jared Leto. <laughs> he came in there. Steven Tyler. Flea came in there, and unfortunately, I wasn't there when that happened. I would have been really excited to see him. Ted Danson. Um, Don Weiss I met there i waited on him so a lot of really interesting robert plant you know it's like what so that's really cool yeah yeah because like i remember when i was there i i ran into like wilco and like mine wearing jackets it's a crazy place you know it's, it's yeah yeah it's amazing so yeah nashville is a very interesting town anything can happen there so yeah um so now we're talking about like famous people and your song records you always say how like neil young you put bring up neil young yeah. in that song so like what's like a top five like favorite kind of music like your favorite musicians oh that's so hard on the spot um you know i have so many favorite musicians i love um neil young and i love pearl jam i love my dad i love otis redding i love Oh, God, I'm sure I'm missing a billion people. I love Lauren Hill. Um, she is, like, super inspiring. Is that five yet? I feel like I think that's a lot more than that, but that's that's great. <laughs> All right. Um, also, I mean, and then also you get to, like, play, play shows with a lot of, like, cool people, too, like old 97s you were playing with and the Blitz and Trapper. I mean, is there, like, do you kind of fangirl over that or no? Totally. I mean, um, you know, those are bands I've listened to for a long time. Seriously, like both of those bands I listened to in college and I didn't know that we'd get to play together. So it's awesome to become peers with some of your mentors or idols. You know, it's like, whoa, all right. 
So, I mean, is there any stories you would like to tell us about, you know, like Murray doing something crazy or now? <laughs> hmm, I'll play the fifth on all that. Um, it must be like kind of odd to be like the daughter of like a famous person and everyone's always kind of like, oh, you're John's, you know, daughter. And, you know, everyone kind of puts that puts you in that kind of category. And, and I mean, like I've Jacob Dylan always has that. Oh, you're Bob Dylan's son. Yeah. Is that kind of annoying? You know, um, I love my dad. So honestly, I I love hearing that people love him. Um, it means a lot to me because I know he worked really hard and I think he's amazing. Um, there is like a certain pressure that comes with that from within, I think more than anything, but it's come from other people too at times. But for the most part, you know, everybody's just, they just get excited because they love him and it's nice to see that. So, you know, I'm proud to be his daughter, um, and I'm proud of what he's done. Um, yeah, sometimes at the merch table, when you've heard for the billionth time, how's your dad? It's like, he's good, you know? I, how's your dad? You know, but it's sweet. And ultimately, I understand why people bring it up. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm glad that I got to grow up with a dad that plays music. It's cool, you know? <laughs> Definitely different scenario than most people are used to growing up in John Hyatt so of course yeah. you know he's he's a pretty cool guy and yeah. such a sweetheart you know he yeah he's a cool guy he's a good guy so yeah and a great writer so um so is there anything else that I mean you're you've got a lot of shows coming up in Europe and all that yeah I'm very excited it'll be a nice change of pace going out of the country so I'm just hoping it's a good year and any day playing music is a good day to me. So. All right. Well, thanks for talking to us. And um, we, you know, I'm just a big fan of your music, and I appreciate your time. You are awesome. Thank you so much. You are great, and I'm glad we got a chance to hang out for a little bit. <laughs> so that was Kasha talking to Lily Hyatt. Uh, we got Gary Loris coming up next. But before we do, we just want to take a sec to shout out our friends at the Blind Tiger Cafe. Uh, with locations in Ebor, Seminole Heights, and now a brand new Soho store. It's one of the best coffee shops in town. And owner Roberto Torres has one of the best smiles in town. So go in there, smile at Roberto, and say, hey, we heard about you on Cigar City Radio. So here we go. Coming up next, Gary Loris. So we're here with Gary Loris from the Jayhawks. It's been three days of the 30A Songwriter Festival. Uh, have you seen any acts? Not exactly. I did see, well, that's not true. I saw the Zombies today because they're one of my favorite bands, and uh, I never got to see them, and that was fun. Uh, otherwise, no, I haven't really seen I, I peeked in on, a, you know, like the end of my friend Emerson Hart's uh, set last night, but Everybody's playing like at the same time I'm playing or they're nine miles away or so. So, no, it's, it's been mostly just playing. What's 2018 looking like? Well, um, I don't know if there'll be some Ray Davis stuff coming. If you know a few tours, uh, we may be 
playing with him and if he comes over here, but he has a great band over there too. So um, we're releasing a record, a Jayhawks record that we've completed um, probably in June of this year. It's a record of my co-writes, songs I wrote for other people or with other people, uh, really for other people. And then a couple new songs, totally just new songs. Um, and uh, that'll come out in June. Uh, it'll be very limited touring because I, I'm just kind of don't like touring anymore. So uh, I, I think we're trying to move into being more of a recording band and, and I'd like to pursue more songwriting and things like that. Is it, are you going to like quit performing altogether or are you just going to seldom? Uh, seldom, I think. You know, I, uh, I've been touring roughly since 1992 and uh, it's time, I think, for me to, to spend more time at home and, you know, I've been uh, uh, living out in the country with my girlfriend and, uh, and that's great. We have two two little dogs that we're raising and I'm learning how to do all those things I was wanted to do, like learn how to run a, a circular saw, chainsaw, you know, chopping wood, building things and um, just spending a lot of time outdoors. All right. I mean, also you were saying you're recording a new album and it seems like Karen's going to be singing some songs. Is that, did you pick that up from like, the recording with Ray Davis that he chose her as no, my no, I was really happy for her, and I think she's got a great voice. This is long overdue, but um, I don't know why it, would, it took this long to to do it, but uh, it just seemed like a little different kind of Jayhawks record. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's not all songs we wrote specifically for this new record. It's it's cover not covers, it's co-writes, and and I don't know. It's just some songs that just seem like great for her also you know the two songs she sings were co-written with uh, a woman or women there's a dixie chick song well it's actually ended up on a natalie mains record come called come crying to me <clears throat> and it was just suited to a female voice and same with another uh, song that was uh co-written with a wonderful person who is now escaping my brain so i'll come back to that and then there's two songs that our drummer, Tim O'Regan, singing uh, lead vocal. It just felt like this is, you know, I feel a little bit like I'm stepping back a little bit and opening the band up a little, the door a little more widely for the co for the band to write and, and, and sing more lead vocals. Well, I was wondering, that Wild Feathers co-write, is that going to be on the new album as yes. well? Yes, it is. It's one of my favorites called Backwards Women. Do you think it's important to like work with younger bands? Uh, I I'm not uh, age specific, you know. I'll I'll write with uh, if they're good. I'll write with anybody of any age. Um, but no, that's it's it's nice to have the you know the energy of somebody who hasn't maybe been uh, through the business so long. They can be a little bit jaded, like I can be. But so I, I try not to drag people down. <laughs> <laughs> is it kind of like uncomfortable for you to write with different people because you're kind of like introverted and you're kind of songwriting is kind of like a, a lonely kind of that's true in a way but no i'm not i i enjoy it because i've met some really great people and made good friends and it's uh they're usually somewhat introverted themselves and it seems to be there be there seems to be a common bond <clears throat> so it can be a really if it if it works 
it's a really beautiful process because you, within a couple of hours, if you might sit down with somebody you didn't know, and by the end of those two to four hours, you have touched on really heavy subjects because you're, you're trying to write lyrics that are meaningful, and um, and that that I enjoy. You always say you're a late bloomer, and originally you were an you were studying in college to be an architect, and for a couple of years you were. Um, like how was that weird transitioning to be like a musician? Um, no, I think I mean I was an architect for a number of years, um, and I really wasn't in the Jayhawks till I was thirty. So that's why you know I'm I'm older than everybody else in the band, and <clears throat> a lot of my peers uh, are are younger than I am. Um, no, there's a common thread between uh, designing uh, like a architectural design and writing a song. I think there's a design concept that's very similar. Uh, I tend to write songs that are, I approach writing a song the way that a design architect would design a, a, a building, which is usually you get the entire flow of the entire building or the song, and then I come back and tighten tighten things up and get more specific as opposed to working on the first part and then the second part and the third part. So I think it served me well a bit doing the to architecture. I should have stayed with it, but uh, I wasn't that particularly good at it. I mean, because you also have like those kind of, you always say the grass is always greener and you always kind of go back and forth with, you know, I don't know if I should have been a songwriter or, you know. Depends on the day, but, you know, I think I made the right decision because architecture is a tough road to hoe and you really have to be talented or you could end up just being, uh, you know, designing things that or just um, doing the grunt work and, uh, if I think I was more gifted as an architect, maybe I would look back more fondly and say I should have stuck with it. But I think music comes more naturally to me, and I I certainly like singing and playing. Uh, and so I think I made the right decision, I hope. Yes, yes, you did make think, the best decision, I yeah. I made more people happy by doing music than if I had been an architect. Gary Lewis, Garrett, no, no, was it <laughs> Gary Lewis? How, how do you pronounce his Gary name? Gary Lewis. Gary Lewis. 